Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Hey there, my little friends. How are all of my future paleontologists doing? I hope everybody's doing well. I have missed you all very much. I have been so busy. I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to do another podcast for you. But I've been super busy traveling with my traveling dinosaur museum. And I just haven't been home. So I'm back, and I promise you I'm going to do a lot more during the month of August. I've got some time off, and so I'm going to catch up and do a lot more podcasts. I'm Dinosaur George, and it's so great to spend some time with you. I appreciate all of you who listen and send me such cool information and post pictures on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page, and all of you that have become members of the Patreon Club. Man, Patreon Club is growing like crazy. So I really, really appreciate all of you joining Patreon. Before we start, I have got to tell you some exciting news. We now have 101,000 listeners. 101,000. That's pretty crazy. And... We are now listened to in 106 countries around the world. So to everyone all over the world, I really appreciate all of you. And I hope, I hope, I hope you continue to listen to this podcast. It's because of you that I do it. So that's uh, that's the good news. 101,000 listeners. And 106 countries all over the world. That's pretty exciting. A couple of quick notes to mention. My museum in Trader's Village is doing really, really well. I've had really, really good turnout there. And it's a lot of fun. And I've met so many of you that have come there to say hello. Trader's Village is in San Antonio, Texas. And if any of you are ever coming to San Antonio, Texas, I hope you'll stop by the museum. Now, let me say this. I'm not always there. It's only open on Saturday and Sunday. Once we get through August, I will be there almost every weekend after that, which I know is tough because a lot of you are going back to school, but um, I'm trying to be there as much as I can. I just, because I speak out at the San Antonio Zoo and I speak at libraries and I speak at different events, I'm not always there. But anyway, the Traders Village Museum is doing great here in San Antonio, Texas. Also, speaking of the San Antonio Zoo, I'm speaking out there most weekends. On Saturday, I usually speak at 11 and 2 o'clock. And on Sundays, I speak at 2 o'clock. If any of you ever come to the San Antonio Zoo, I hope you'll stop by to say hello, and I'll show you some really cool stuff. Finally, something else I just want to share with you. On September the 25th, 
at a place called Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey. I will be doing two live performances there. If you live in or around New Jersey on September 25th at a place called Field Station Dinosaurs, that's in Leonia, New Jersey, I will be there. I would love to meet you. I'd love for you to come by. I will leave you more information as we get closer to that date. Now let's do some shout outs. First, this one's super important because my little buddy Rito Raptor is turning seven on August the 14th. That's just not too many days away. I think today is August the 2nd. So on August the 14th, my little friend Reed, who goes by Rito Raptor because he's a Patreon club member. And when you're a Patreon club member, you get to give yourself a nickname. Rito Raptor turned seven on August 14th. And I just wanted to give you a little birthday shout out. How about I give you a little birthday song? Let's pick. Let's see. I have a Bambi Raptor skull with me. How about Bambi Raptor sings happy birthday to Rito Raptor and everyone who has a birthday in August or has had a birthday in July. Here we go. Ready? This is going to sound beautiful. Are you ready? Okay. Happy birth. Okay. Right there. Stop right there. That's That sounds terrible. That's not how you sing happy birthday. Clear your throat. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> happy birthday. Okay, how did your voice change that much? You just sang with a low voice and then you cleared your voice and now you sing high. That's how you sing happy birthday to my friends? Man. Okay, let's try it again. This time, try it a little better. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You smell like a dinosaur and i'll eat you up too well that was simply the worst birthday song i've ever heard in my life and you kids better not be laughing because that was terrible what kind of dinosaur sings that (laughs) all right um let's see oh cool uh this is a shout out that goes to my buddies um in um uh Ben Ben whose birthday was on the 17th I got to do I got to do Ben's birthday lesson a private lesson I got to do a birthday lesson for Ben who was whose turn whose birthday was on the 17th of July happy birthday to you Ben I had a lot of fun with you and your family and then Elliot had a birthday party on July 25th and I had the opportunity to be his private birthday party celebration. You see, if you want your own private lesson or birthday party, uh, I can't come to your house, but I can do them virtually. So um, I did uh, Ben's birthday and I did Elliot's birthday. And to all of you, I am wishing you all a happy birthday. If you have a birthday coming up this month. Now, couple of other shout outs and I've got a bunch because I've been traveling a lot and I've seen so many of you. Let's start with my little buddy, Oliver, who's five years old, who saw me at my museum in Traders Village and he listens to my podcast. Oliver, it was great meeting you, little friend. Here's your shout out. Nathan, age seven, who's going to be a future paleontologist. I got a chance to meet Nathan, future paleontologist. 
I got to meet Phoenix and Augie from Caddo Mills, who stopped by my museum. Now, Caddo Mills is a long way away from San Antonio. They came all that way, and I got to meet them at Trader's Village. It was great meeting you guys. Phoenix and Augie, great meeting you. Here's your shout out. Next was William, Macy, and Chloe. Now, you three, you three I saw at my museum as well. And you guys were so funny. And you know what? My writing is so terrible. Is it is it Macy or Massey? Because I didn't write it down very well. Well, no matter what, the three of you were such good people, such good kids. I, I enjoyed meeting you so much. And I'm glad nothing ate you while you were in my museum. <laughs> and then Lucas and his whole family from Seattle came to the San Antonio Zoo. I saw them. At the San Antonio Zoo, they went to one of my shows, and then they went over to my museum, and I saw them there. I hope you guys had a great vacation. It was nice meeting all of you all the way from Seattle. That was so cool. All right, let's see. Ah, here we go. Joshua and Lucas and mom and dad stopped by my store at Trader's Village. And by the way, these were the little stinkers who put me in a who would win against King Kong. What kind of kids are you, you little stinkers? Joshua and Lucas, it was great meeting you and your mom and your dad, and I'm glad you all stopped by. All right. Then Noah and Noel saw me at the San Antonio Zoo, and they listened to the podcast. And Noah and Noel, I know when you two were at the zoo, They saw you two and thought two monkeys had escaped, and I know they were trying to catch you and put you back in a cage. I hope you two little stinkers escaped and made it home. If not, I'm going to go back to the zoo, and I'll see if I can find you. If I see you in a cage, I will throw you each a banana, because that's what little stinkers like to eat. Bananas. (laughs) All right. Now... I My traveling museum was set up in Jordanton, Texas, and I met Tristan, Sadie, Hunter, Mason, Everett, and Brooke. I met the whole family. You guys were so much fun. I hope you enjoyed coming to the museum or my traveling museum because it was great. And then finally, I met a little man named Hunter who was in Jordanton, and Hunter brought uh, bought this big otitis tooth, this big shark tooth from me. Hunter, I hope you liked that tooth. I'm so glad I got to meet you, and I'm glad I got to meet all of you, and that is your shout-outs for today. Now, let me take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to do our creature feature. How cool is that? You can have a private virtual lesson with Dinosaur George. Have him speak at your birthday party or have a lesson just for you. Lessons last 45 minutes and are available to all countries and time zones. Visit our store at DinosaurGeorge.com and order your own private lesson today. (laughs) 
It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. All right, this podcast feature creature is my second most favorite dinosaur. It is Deinonychus. Or you could pronounce its name Deinonychus. You guys remember what I told you about how we pronounce names? It is okay if you pronounce a name differently. Deinonychus, Deinonychus. Either one is, or Deinonychus. Either, any of those are fine. But no matter how you pronounce it, this raptor is amazing. The name Deinonychus in English means terrible claw. Why is it called terrible claw? Because it has a terrible claw on its foot. It's not giant, but it was 3.4 meters long. That's 11 feet long. It weighed 54 kilograms, which is 120 pounds. That's more than most of you. I promise you that's more than most of you. It was found in Montana, Utah, Wyoming, Oklahoma, and possibly Texas, Maryland, and North Carolina. I say possibly because in some of those places, they found teeth that look pretty much like Deinonychus teeth. But also, they have found other dinosaurs from its time period there. And that would suggest that if other dinosaurs that lived with it are found in one place, it's a pretty good guess that it lived there too. So, for instance, if you were digging up fossils, let's say, of, um, of a wolf, and you found fossils all around your area, chances are those wolves lived right where you are today. Just because they haven't found the fossils yet doesn't mean it didn't live there. So, those are all the places. Now, this dinosaur is from the early Cretaceous period. That's about 115 to 108 million years ago. It was a biped, which means it walked on two legs, and it was a carnivore, which means it ate kids. Now, this... Wait. Wait, what was that? I'm sorry. Let, let me try that again. It was a biped. That means it walked on two legs, and it was a carnivore. That means it ate kids. Now, this... Okay. I don't think that's what a carnivore eats. I think it eats meat. Wait a minute. Isn't a kid made of meat? I want all of you kids right now listening to this to check and see. Are you made of meat? Ask your parents, uh, am I made of meat? And if they say yes, then you could say, uh, then a Deinonychus is going to eat me. You should say I'm made of cheese. Okay, so all of you kids listening are clearly made of cheese. All right, cheesers. That's your new name, cheesers. So anyway, yes, it is a carnivore. It eats meat. Now, what's amazing about Deinonychus is that it's from the early Cretaceous, and yet it's a pretty big member of the raptor family. You know, raptors are a group of dinosaurs that all have similar details. All raptors have that curved claw on their foot. No matter what the dinosaur's name is, if it has that curved claw on its foot, then it's going to be a member of what we call the raptor family. There are some dinosaurs that have the word raptor in their name, but they don't have a curved claw on their foot. So they're not really part of the raptor family. And by the way, 
Raptors is not the scientific term. One of the scientific terms we use is dromaeosaurs, but we nicknamed them raptors and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just want you to know that our, that what the dinosaurs that we call raptors, those always have that curved claw on their foot. So what's interesting to me is Deinonychus lived in the early Cretaceous and it's actually bigger than most of the raptors that came later on. Did you know that Deinonychus and Utah Raptor are both early to mid-Cretaceous? Some of the biggest raptors lived early on. Usually, when we look at most dinosaur families, they start small and get progressively larger, like tyrannosaurs. They started off small and ended up giant. But in the case of raptors, they started off big and ended up small. So that's a very unusual thing about raptors. Deinonychus is amazing. It was first discovered in 1931 in Montana by a paleontologist named Barnum Brown. When he found it and excavated the bones, now he didn't find a lot of bones, but what he found, he was going to give it the name, Dap, I'm sorry, Daptosaurus. That's what he was going to name it. But in science, before you can give a name to a dinosaur, you have to do what's called writing a paper, a description. You have to describe the dinosaur. If you do not do that paperwork and it's not reviewed by other scientists, you don't get to name it. Nobody's allowed to just make up a dinosaur name. To do it, you have to write a paper about it. You have to describe it. You have to tell the other scientists what it is and why it should get its own name. But Barnum Brown never got around to writing the paper. He never wrote the description. Therefore, it was unnamed until 1964 when paleontologist John Ostrom found remains and he wrote the paper and he named it Deinonychus. And good for him because Deinonychus is a cool name. You see, when Barnum Brown found it, he didn't know it had that killing claw on its foot. I don't know what Daptosaurus means, to tell you the truth. I'm not sure what that name means. But I know this. When John Ostrom wrote the, wrote the paper, he saw the killing claw and named it Deinonychus. So that's really cool. Now, Deinonychus is a dinosaur that changed everything. And what I mean by that is before Dr. Ostrom found Deinonychus, Many scientists believed that dinosaurs were slow-moving, cold-blooded lizards, that they weren't fast, that they weren't agile. But when Dr. Ostrom found Deinonychus and they looked at the skeleton, he said, wait a minute. Now, you wait a minute. This thing is not slow. This is not a tail dragger. This is not a cold-blooded animal. This thing is built like a bird. And finally... Other paleontologists began to look and say, hold on a minute, baby. Birds and meat-eating dinosaurs are related. They're way more, raptors are way more like an eagle than they are a lizard. Raptors look more like a chicken than they do an alligator. So it was the discovery and description of Deinonychus that made paleontologists go back and really rethink this stuff. And then paleontologists started looking at all of the evidence and said, hey, this guy's right. 
These things are fast. So thank the discovery of Deinonychus for giving us insight into that. And that's why I say Deinonychus changed the world of paleontology. Now, he's part of the family called dromaeosaurs. It is okay to call them raptors. And I told you earlier, all raptors have a couple of things that is always the same. One, they have a tail that can't be wiggled. They can't wiggle their tail like a snake or a crocodile. When you see a crocodile swimming, it can't wiggle its tail like that. Two, they have three fingers on each hand. Three, the palms of their hands don't point down. The palms of their hands point in towards their chest. So when they're standing looking at you, the palm, the palm, it means the the bottom part of your, the part of your hand where you touch everything. That's the palm of your hand. If you don't know where that is, ask your mom or dad to show you the palm of your hand. And then if you're going to pretend to be a raptor, your palms should not be pointing to the ground. They should be pointing back at your tummy or your chest. So that's the way a raptor's arms are with the palms pointing towards your chest or your tummy, not down towards the ground. But the one thing that makes a raptor a raptor is that curved claw on its foot. It's called, some people call it the killing claw. Some people call it the terrible claw. But the most important thing about it is when they walked, they never let it touch the ground because they don't want it to get broken or chipped or dull. The word dull means like when you have a knife You want it nice and sharp. If the knife isn't sharp and it doesn't cut very well, that means the knife is dull. So raptors don't want dull claws because that's their main weapon. That's the weapon that they use to cut up their dinner. So those claws were held up when it walked, but when it attacked, then, then it took its other claws and pointed them down. And that claw came forward and did the slicing and dicing. If you ever see a skeleton of a raptor or you ever see a a replica of a raptor claw, they don't look that sharp. But that's because when the raptor was alive, there was a covering over that claw made of something called keratin. Your fingernails are made of keratin. Well, there was a covering, a fingernail covering that fit over the claw, and that's what made it sharp, and that's what made it deadly. So. These animals were very fast. They were quick. They were relatively smart compared to other dinosaurs, and they were agile. And the word agile means that they could spin, move, change directions quickly. And how did they do that? Because of their stiff tail. I told you their tails weren't wiggly. The tails of a raptor, especially the tail of Deinonychus, has these little bones that sort of connect all of the bones in the tail. The tail has a lot of bones in it called caudal vertebra, caudal vertebra. In other dinosaurs, those vertebra could be wiggled. But in Deinonychus and other raptors, they couldn't because they wanted the tail to be stiff and pointy so that it could act as a counterbalance. And what that means is if you're running down the street as fast as you can and you try to change directions quickly, you'll trip and fall down. But a raptor doesn't because that tail helps them keep their balance. That's called a counterbalance. And they had it. So it's fast. It's smart. 
It's deadly. It's dangerous. But you want to know what else makes Deinonychus very, very terrifying? They probably lived in packs. They hunted in groups. They hunted together. That would be scary. Imagine looking out your window and there's one Deinonychus on your front lawn. That's scary enough. Imagine if there's 12. There was a quarry, and and quarry is the word that's used to describe a place where scientists are digging up the bones. We call it a site, but you can also call it a quarry. Now, there was one quarry where they found four grown-up Deinonychus and one juvenile. That's a pretty good indication that if they all died together, they were probably together when they died. And if there's four adults and a juvenile, that means that the babies are probably living with the parents. But then there was another site where they found six Deinonychuses, all different sizes, along with the remains of a plant eater called Tenontosaurus. It looks like Tenontosaurus was attacked by a pack of Deinonychus. It killed six of them. It probably hit them with their tail, stomped on them with their foot, or maybe rolled over if they jumped on its back. But whatever the case, the evidence sort of suggests that Tenontosaurus killed six of them. But that Tenontosaurus had died, and it looked like it had been eaten by Deinonychus. So that means that there were probably more than six, because if it killed six, then somebody had to eat him. And that would have been other Deinonychus. So here is your project, my little friends. If you like to do projects, here is a project for all listeners. I would like you to make sure and have your parents join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Have them join the the Dinosaur George Kids group page. Now, you'll find a page called Dinosaur George but that's not the one I want you to. You can join the Dinosaur George page, but mostly what we do there is we mostly post stuff like where I'm going to be and that kind of stuff. The Dinosaur George Kids page is one where you get to post your pictures. So here is your project, and I'd like for you to post your pictures if you would like. I want you to create a scene where meat eaters are attacking a plant eater but some of your meat eaters are laying down dead. That means that the plant eater was able to kill one or two of them. Now, that's a scene in nature that happens all the time. I don't want you to be sad and think that's sad. Well, no, no. Animals have to protect themselves in nature. That's part of nature. So if you are a good artist, I want you to draw a picture of a dinosaur being attacked by raptors. If you have lots of raptor toys, then I want you to show a scene of a plant eater being surrounded by raptors. And maybe one of them is up, is laying on its side, maybe under the foot of your plant eater. But that is your project for this podcast. If you like projects, you don't have to do it. But if you like projects, I would love to see a drawing of a dinosaur being attacked by raptors. Make sure at least one raptor has to be on the ground. He doesn't have to be dead, but maybe he just got hurt and maybe he's laying on the ground. Or if you want to take a picture of your toys, make a circle around a plant eater with your little dinosaurs and make sure one of them has to be laying down. That means he's either hurt or maybe he's dead. It's up to you. But that, my friends, is your project. 
All right, I'm going to take a very short break. And when I come back, we're going to go over to the Dinosaur George Kids group page on Facebook. And I am going to take a look at some of the cool pictures and drawings and comments that you made. So let's go. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, jumping over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. I'm going to go down the list and I'm going to acknowledge some of the really cool things you guys sent me. Now, I want you all to remember... Sometimes I can't remember whether or not I gave you a shout out. If I didn't and you sent me something, don't be upset. Just ask your mom or dad to send it to me again. Okay. So we're going to start with Velasa Wyatt, who's six years old, who sent me a picture of a stegosaurus eating some tasty plants. Velasa Wyatt. I love your picture of stegosaurus. I love the bright colors and the plates. And the spikes, you did an excellent job. Next, Paige, who is five years old, drew the picture of a dromaeosaurus with pterodactyls eating the bugs on its back. Ah, what a good job. What a good job, Paige. That was from one of my podcasts where the project was to draw a Utah raptor or a raptor with pterosaurs picking the bugs off of its back. And that's what Paige sent. Paige, I love it. Paige also wanted to know where in the world were T-Rex fossils found. Paige, we find T-Rexes in uh, Canada, Wyoming, I'm sorry, South Dakota, Montana, I think New Mexico, and Texas. How crazy is that? Great picture. I love your picture, by the way, Paige. I really like it. That's a really cool pterosaur, and that's a really cool raptor. Loved it very much. All right, Anderson, who's seven years old, made a Dilophosaurus protecting its nest. Whoa, he particularly wanted to show off the baby and the egg. I love these, Anderson. Shout out to you. That's a great, great uh, image you made. You've got an adult uh, Dilophosaurus with a baby and an egg. I love it. Great picture. Thank you for sharing. That's so cool. All right, uh, Marcio. <laughs> Mar- Mar- Marcio, I... I- I absolutely love the stuff you post on this page. It is so funny and I appreciate it so much. So hopefully now that I've, (laughs) now that I've set the next podcast up, hopefully you will feel a lot, a lot better or your little one will be a lot better. And maybe we could put a smile on Quentin Tarantino's face. (laughs) I love that. All right. Ozzy, who is known as Spazisaurus. Wanted to show his new fierce, fiercer, fiercest dinosaur book. Whoa. And he's petting a Carnotaurus. Wait a minute. You're petting a Carnotaurus? You're petting a Carnotaurus? Ozzy, are you crazy, kid? That thing will bite you. Remember, you're made of meat. And carnivores only eat kids. No, wait a minute. No, we we decided that's not true. So, I love your Carnotaurus and that's that's very cool. Very cool. 
That's so cool. We also wanted to know who would win. Three Gallimimus versus a Velociraptor versus a pack of Coelophysis versus a chicken. Okay, look, everybody knows a chicken always wins. Nothing can beat a chicken except for me. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad you're learning and you're reading, and I'm so proud of you for doing that. That's very cool. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, Philip. Philip sent me a Triceratops. That's very cool. And by the way, he said, don't worry, the Triceratops is not trying to eat you because, you know, he's a herbivore. Well, that is absolutely correct, Philip. And by the way, Philip, I had a great time seeing you during one of the live lessons that I did for the folks at Twitter. It was great seeing you, buddy. It was great seeing you. All right, let's keep going. Uh, let's see who else sent me pictures. Uh, let's see. Um, 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 um. Oh, these are great. This is one where we were set up in Louisiana and it looks like uh, Evelyn and uh, Michael are both there looking at the exhibit. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I certainly had a good time. And then let's see. Uh, Henry created his own Who Would Win video. I loved your video, Henry. I watched it all, and that's absolutely awesome. Nicely done, my friend. Now, let's see. Uh, ooh, Luke. Luke Kylosaurus. That's great. What a great name. Said, hi, Dinosaur George. Hope you're having a great week. My grandparents are in Colorado, and they sent me this picture of a dinosaur that they discovered there. I have never heard of it. Do you know anything about it? Well, who is it? Uh, let's see. Um, um, um. I cannot read the writing, but I'll tell you the truth. I don't think I know who that is, Luke. I don't know that dinosaur. I'm not familiar with it. Maybe if I click on the image, I can enlarge it a little bit. Uh, Theopitalia? Theopitalia? I don't know that dinosaur. Looks like an herbivore. Looks sort of like a duckbill or maybe an iguantodontid. It's cool, whatever it is. Whatever it is, that's so cool. Um, and let's see. Oh, by the way, Bridget, I saw a picture of you guys um, standing on the uh, Texas flag and you're getting ready to arrive in San Antonio. And I am so glad you guys made it. All right, let's see. Wow. Eric, age nine, posted a picture of Indominus Rex versus Ankylosaurus and Mosasaurus. I want to tell you something, Eric. This is a brilliant image. You are an incredibly gifted artist. This is very, very good. Everybody, you need to go. If you're already part of the group, go look at that picture that Eric, who's nine years old, sent. That is amazing. Amazing. Cool. Okay. And ah, here's an image of Josh and Lucas who came in to my store at Trader's Village, and we got to stand in front of a Spinosaurus and in front of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it ate both of the boys. Josh and Lucas got eat. Wait a minute. It didn't eat you two, did it? No, they did not eat you two. I'm sorry. And how do I know? Because Josh went home and broke open a geode that he got from us, and it looks great. And you did a good job breaking it open, by the way, because you have two halves, which is what you want. Boys, it was so great seeing you and your family. And I'm so glad you guys came by. 
And I'm so glad that both of you got eaten by a dinosaur. No, wait. No, we said it didn't eat you. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. So anyway, I'm glad that you both are not a ghost to haunt me and scare me because it was good seeing you. And I'm glad you did not get eaten. All right, Lucas, who just became a member of the T-Rex Club. Welcome to the club, Lucas. Said he's posing right in front of a volcano where he set up meat eaters that are following herbivores trying to escape the the volcano eruption. Nice. Now, he said that he was in the audience at the San Antonio Zoo. Uh, Oh, that's right. That's right, Lucas. I, he was at the zoo. He was in the audience and I held up an iguanodon thumb and I asked everybody if they could guess what it was. Lucas guessed it right. The only person that has ever done that. Nicely done, little paleontologist. Thank you for being a T-Rex club member. That image is awesome. And by the way, Lucas, how is that volcano actually erupting? That looks really cool. That looks really cool. All right. Ah. Now, Hunter, now how nice is this? Hunter had a Dilophosaurus that broke its arm, so she made a splint for it. What a nice thing to do. Hunter, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. What a great girl. I am so proud of you. You helped an injured Dilophosaurus. And once its arm gets better, you can take off the splint and it will try to eat you. So... Wait a minute. What what did I just say? No, it's not going to eat you. You're too cute. Dilophosaurus will always be your friend because you helped it when it broke its arm. What a nice thing to do. I'm very proud of you, Hunter. That's very, very good. All right. And by the way, Thompson family, yes, it was great seeing you guys at the zoo. And I'm glad you made it. And it's so nice to meet you, by the way. It was so nice. All right. Now, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Patreon members is little Malloraptor. I love Mallory. She made some fossils with salt dough. She used her raptor claw that she got when she became a a Patreon member. And she pressed it in and made a fossil. These are great. I love the fossils. Look at all of them. You made footprints. You made skin. This is such a great thing to do. I really, really like this a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, Malloraptor's mom was nice enough to put a recipe in this where you guys can make this at home and do the same thing. So if you go, just to let you know, Malloraptor is wearing a beautiful rainbow colored dress so you can scan through and find it and you can see her awesome fossils. Nicely done, little Malloraptor. So glad you made those. All right, let's see. Um, what else have we got? Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Anika and uh, Ridley are sent me a picture where they were standing in front of a velociraptor. Whoa, at a museum in Danville, Virginia. Whoa, this is great. This is awesome. And it also says that that's my arm inside of its mouth. Now that, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ridley, you little stinker. Did you just say that's my arm in that dinosaur's? You stinker! What kind of a kid would make sure I get eaten by a raptor? You naughty little kids. 
That's a great picture. I love it. And thank you for sending it. That's so cool. Now, Maximus Rex drew a beautiful Indoraptor with super cool colors. And wait a minute. Why did you draw me in front of that thing? Maximosaurus? Maximosaurus Rex, are you trying to make me get eaten by an Indoraptor? Why would you draw a picture of me in front? Why wouldn't you put me behind him where he can't see me? Okay, I love your picture. That's awesome. All right, uh, here's one that says, Hi, Dinosaur George Reese, who just turned seven, would like to know if dinosaurs ever stopped laying eggs or if there was a dinosaur that had babies like mammals do. It's a great question, Reese. Nice question, buddy. Um, no, I don't think they ever stopped laying eggs no matter how old they got. I think they continued to lay eggs throughout their life. But I don't think any of them had live babies like a mammal. I think they all laid eggs. But that's a great question. That's great. Um, and happy birthday to you, uh, Reese. All right. Oh, here's here's another one from Maloraptor. Maloraptor has a theory that Myasaura covered its nest in dirt or mud to keep the eggs warm. What do you think? Maloraptor, I think instead of dirt and mud, I think they covered them with leaves. And there's two reasons why. One, because dirt and mud would sort of smother the baby inside the egg and they wouldn't hatch. So they got to have air that gets to the eggs because air actually goes through the eggshells, Maloraptor. That's how the babies inside live. But the other reason why I think they use plants as plants begin to decompose, that means break down, they create heat. And that would be like a way to keep the babies warm. The heat, let me explain what I mean. The next time, Maloraptor, that somebody mows your grass, ask for a big pile of grass clippings, put them in a bucket, sprinkle a little water on them, and let them sit out in the sun. In a couple of days, when you go pick up the grass, it's going to be hot because the grass is decomposing and that's how they make heat. So I believe, because I understand your point, which is great. You said it was too big to sit on the eggs and I think you're right, but I think they're covering them with leaves and plants. Great question. All right, here we go. Okay, here we go. It says Johnny got to go to his favorite backyard museum today, the Museum of the Rockies. You are so lucky you live there, Johnny. He's exploring the Cretaceous period and found a number of T-Rex skulls from juvenile to adult. Johnny wants to know why the bottom jaw is split on the adults and not the juveniles. Okay, Johnny, when they bite, their jaws are so strong that when they're an adult, their jaws have to be able to move a little when they bite. Because if they don't, when it bites down, it would break all of its teeth off. So by having its jaws in different pieces, it means they can wiggle a little bit when it's biting. Babies' jaws are not as strong. They can't bite as hard. They don't have to worry about, they don't have to worry at all about the, uh, about breaking their teeth off because their jaws aren't strong enough. Great question, buddy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is my all-time favorite kid. I call her Guinea Skunk. Guinea Skunk just got some new sheets for her bed. You've got to see this bed. This is awesome. There's all kinds of dinosaurs. 
I see a Stegosaurus and a Brachiosaurus and a Triceratops and a T-Rex and a Guinea skunk. And wait, wait, what, what was that last one I said? I'm sorry. I see a Stegosaurus and a Brachiosaurus and a Triceratops and a T-Rex and a pillow and a Guinea skunk. I see. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. I said Guinea skunk. You heard me, kid. Happy birthday, by the way, sweetie. All right, Benedict, age four, from Sydney, Australia, sent something really cool. This is great. Um, it looks like he's made some dinosaur. Hang on, Sydney. I'm sorry, Sid. Uh, uh, Benedict. Benedict, it looks like he made some dinosaurs with clay, and it looks like he thinks that they were buried in an avalanche. I agree, Benedict. That's exactly what it looks like to me. That looks great. And I think you're right. I think they were buried in an avalanche. Very, very nice. Okay. Uh, hey, listen. <laughs> Brian Sparks. <laughs> Brian Sparks wrote about my Smilodon episode. More like Smilo don't or they'll break their teeth and go extinct. Failed dad joke attempt. But at least they wanted to listen to the most recent podcast again. Well. Mr. Sparks, that was a brilliant joke. And if your kids are not listening, you little stinkers better be laughing at your dad's joke because that was the greatest joke in the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Noel and Shane. Noel is six. Shane is four. They got to see an Allosaurus at San Diego at the Los Angeles Museum of Natural History, and they sent... They sent pictures. You guys, this is great. This is so great. Noel, Shane, you guys are the best. You know I love Allosaurus. It's my number one favorite dinosaur, and I'm glad you sent it. Uh, Shane, are you hugging an ankylosaurus? Shane, is your finger close to its nose? Did you pick its nose? Did you pick a dinosaur's nose? Uh, Noel, you need to tell. You need to tell your brother, stop picking dinosaur noses. <laughs> uh, here's a question from Malcolm. Why does Megalodon not fossilize like dinosaurs? Thanks for the best podcast ever. You are so polite. You are so polite. That's a great question. Okay, Malcolm, the reason why is Megalodon does not have bones. Its body is made of something called cartilage. And what that means is like your ears and the end of your nose are made of cartilage. They're not made of bone. And so what happens when megalodons die is that stuff decomposes. It doesn't turn into a fossil. Its teeth, on the other hand, are made of bone, and therefore they become a fossil. So all we find from megalodon are its teeth because the other stuff normally decomposes. And by the way, your little brother Roland wants to know how paleontologists know which dinosaurs made footprints. Whoa! That's a good question. All right, Roland, here's how. When we find footprints, the first thing we need to know is what kind of dinosaurs lived in that same area. Do we know what dinosaurs lived there? Do we know how old the footprints are? Which time period did they come from? Once they figure out which time period the tracks are from, then they can compare what dinosaurs had that same kind of foot that lived during that time period in the same place. Great, great questions. All right, let's see. Uh, mom, 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 mom. Oh, here's a good one. 
Samara Soros, six years old, sent Sea Monster versus Mosasaurus. This is great. Man, what great colors you used. This is really, you even wrote verses in between them. This is really, really good. Samar Asaurus, love your name. That's an excellent piece of artwork. Uh, oh, check this out. Today is Jackson Rex's sixth birthday. Now, Jackson Rex sent me this earlier, but it was his birthday when you sent this. They went to the Telescience Museum and showed some pictures of a Megalodon and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And happy birthday, even though it's late, happy sixth birthday. Josh, age five, wanted to show me his assignment where he put a Gallimimus uh, carnivores chasing herbivores. Nicely done. Nicely done, Josh. Shout out to you. Love that image. And then Cadence sent a picture standing in front of a Quetzalcoatlus and Sue. Shout out to you, Cadence. You look so cute standing in front of there. Uh, Cadence, I don't know if you know this or not, but I think that Quetzalcoatl thinks you're probably uh, a snack and probably ate you. Run for your life! <laughs> All right, uh, Leon created a really good Utah Raptor image eating a Pteranodon, used his Legos. Great work, my little friend. Let's see. Here's a picture of me and Nathan. Now, Nathan came by. Nathan came by and saw my traveling museum, and I got to get a picture with Nathan. That's so cool. And I'm glad you started listening to the podcast. Nathan, here's a shout out to you. I loved your Jurassic Park t-shirt. It was so cool. All right. Hi, Dinosaur George. Huntersaurus Rex's little buddy, Daniel, just started listening to your podcast, and he would like to know how big a Brontosaurus is. How big do you think Indominus Rex was compared to T-Rex? Love your podcast, and we love learning about dinosaurs together. Thank you. Well, 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 Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Brontosaurus was probably close to about 60 feet long. Indominus Rex compared to T-Rex, I think Indominus Rex was a little bit bigger. But I want you to remember, I want you to remember, Daniel, that Indominus Rex is a make-believe dinosaur. It's not real. But when they made it for the movie, I think, I think they made it a little bigger than T-Rex. Here's one from Emily, who was five, who just discovered the podcast and thinks it's the best thing ever. Well, guess what, Emily? I think you're the best thing ever. Ooh la la. What do you think of that, Missy? That's very kind of you, Emily. Oh, she did a great drawing of a baby Apatosaurus. Love the colors, Emily. I really, and I like its mouth and its tongue is out. That is so cool. You did a great job. Emily, I'm so glad you found the podcast, and I'm so glad you liked it. All right. Uh, Kendall and Harper, Kendall 7, Harper's 3, they found the podcast right before they went on a trip to the Sternberg Museum of Natural History, and they sent me some really cool pictures. They laugh so hard when you call kids little stinkers. Uh, okay, maybe you don't know this, but guess what, Kendall and Harper? You're both little stinkers. What do you think of that, kid? All right, my friends. Um, I, I'm going to uh, take a quick break. Some of you sent such good pictures. Johnny, I see your picture that you were excited that you became uh, a member of the Patreon Club. Welcome to the club, my little friend. That's great. And, uh, and yes, Johnny, the picture I sent you that I autographed, that's me in front of a T-Rex. 
Uh, looks like Eric sent another magnificent picture of an Indominus Rex. That was great. Uh, Wyatt, who's a brand new Raptor member, sent a really cool picture of an Indominus Rex and its baby. That is great. Um, and then uh, the Scott family got to come by and see me and Blue, the baby uh, raptor. You guys were so much fun, and I'm glad you're listening to the podcast, and I'm glad that Blue ate all of you because that's a hilarious picture where you got eaten. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What else have we got? Um, hi, Dinosaur George. I was asked to share the following questions. This is from uh, Miss Patel. What did Dimetrodon eat? They ate fish and anything they could catch. What was the first dinosaur? Uh, it's hard to know who was the first, but probably Eoraptor or one of those. And then you do an awesome picture of a Smilodon. Oh, man, do I love that. That's a great. Those are both great pictures. Really, really good. Uh, okay, so, so many of you guys, so many good pictures. Lily, Bella, great pictures of you. All of you guys, I, I, like I said, if I'm missing some of you, I'm so sorry. Charlottesaurus, love those pictures of you. That is super crazy cool. Um, anyway, all right. Ooh, by the way, Uhtred, nice a job of putting those puzzles together. Uh, Felix, nice ambush chase scene you created. Johnny, great backyard scene. Ooh, love your shark tank. Wow. Um, Macy, great meeting you, Alexander, you built dino DNA. How cool is that? Xander, Declan, love hearing from you guys. Mike Raptor, beautiful. Michelle, great picture. All of you, all of you. Thank you all so much for sending those amazing pictures you sent in. Um, and I'm so, I, again, I'm so sorry if I didn't get a chance to, um, uh, to say hi to everybody, please, if you posted something and I didn't give you a shout out, please, please, please ask your parents to post it again. All right, I'm going to take a little break. And when we come back, I will answer a couple of questions from the Ask Dinosaur George segment. Now you can bring Dinosaur George into your classroom, home, or facility anywhere in the world with our virtual lessons. We offer over 15 different topics, including dinosaurs, prehistoric mammals, rocks and minerals, and more. Any age, any location, and any time zone. Visit us at DinosaurGeorge.com. Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right, my little friends, this podcast has gone long only because there were so many people that wrote to me through the Dinosaur George Kids page. So many great images, so many of you. So I'm going to uh, do the Ask Dinosaur George, and then I'm not going to do a Who Would Win segment this one, but I promise you in another couple of days, in another couple of days, I will record another podcast, and then I will make sure to put them in. This first one comes from... 
uh, Samadarshi, who said, hello, Dinosaur George. I hope you are doing well. What a polite thing to say, Samadarshi. I'm very proud of you. That's very nice. I am doing well, and I hope you and your family are doing well as well. He said, I have a question. How fast was a compi? Thank you, love, Samadarshi. Well, my little friend, thank you very much, and thank you for being a Patreon member, and this is a great question. So how fast was compi? Well, probably not as fast as a human, but for a short distance, it probably could run faster than us. Maybe they could run maybe, I don't know, eight or nine miles an hour for a little while. They're not really made for long-distance running. They were fast enough to escape quickly, but because they're little, they can escape into the bushes. So they don't have to be super fast because they're small. They can make an escape into the bushes where bigger dinosaurs can't catch them or see them. So I still think it was pretty fast, but that's a great question. And thank you so much for writing to me. O'Shea says, I'm so excited to join the Raptor Club. Well, I'm excited to have you as a Raptor Club member, my friend. O'Shea says, I have a question about something you said on Gallimimus episode. My mom read on National Geographic and Encyclopedia Britannica that cheetahs are part of the Philidae, the cat family, even though they do not have retractable claws. I was wondering where you learned that cheetahs are not cats. Big cats are members. Okay, here's the deal. All right. They, They are members of the cat family. I was mistaken when I said they're not cats. What I meant was that there are two groups of felines. One group is called Panthera. The other group is called Asinonics. So Panthera involves the lion, tiger, leopard, jaguar, um, uh, what else? Um, Every cat that's alive today. The other group only has cheetahs. They are the only living animals that belong to the other group. And so my point about not being a cat is what I should have said is it's not a member of the big cat family because those all fit in a different group. So, yes, cheetahs fit into the bigger family of cats, but it's not a member of the family of any other cat. It doesn't belong to that group. So I should have been a little more clear that they belong to a different group. It, it's sort of like, uh, let me see of a good analogy. Um, okay. It's sort of like a snake and a lizard are not the same thing, but they do belong to the group, the big group of reptiles, but they're not the same thing. So it's sort of like my opinion about cheetahs and the other cats. They're not the same thing. Cheetahs don't have retractable claws, which makes them different. Also, cheetahs barely make a noise. They make a little squeaky noise. Not that that means the difference between what's a cat and not, but there are some other differences. So, O'Shea, I should have said that cheetahs are not members of the modern or the big cat family. They belong to a different group of animals that do fall under the family of cats. All right. Finno Raptor says, hi, Dinosaur George. I hope you're doing well. I am excited that you're coming to New Jersey. Can you give us more information on when we can see you? Okay. Let me tell you all what's going on in New Jersey. Um, Where are my notes? Where are my notes? My notes, my notes. Okay. On Saturday, September 25th, I am coming to Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey. 
Saturday, September 25th, I'm going to be doing two live shows at Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey. I promise I will give you more details as we get closer, but that's the information about when I'm coming to New Jersey. And I hope, Finnoraptor, that that's somewhere close to you so that I get a chance to meet you and any listener who lives in or around New Jersey that would like to come, I would certainly love to meet you. All right, finally, Noah said, in my book, Dinosaur Odyssey by Dr. Scott Sampson, he proposed a theory, and this is from my buddy Noah, he proposed a theory called mesothermy, which is in between endothermy and ectothermy. What do you think? Okay, for those of you that don't know what those two words mean, endothermy and ectothermy, Those are words that describe how an animal warms its body. If you are an endotherm, that means the food you eat is converted to energy and converted to heat. You and I, humans, we are endotherms. Our heat comes from the food that we eat, and our body uses it like fuel, and it produces heat. Ectotherms are animals that rely on the outside to keep them warm or cool. So for instance, a lizard, crocodile, turtle, alligator, snakes, they rely on the sun to warm up. They can't warm up by themselves. Okay. There are some turtles, sea turtles, they believe are actually endotherms. They believe some sea turtles, I think sea turtles are, they can actually warm up. They can warm themselves up, which is pretty cool because you wouldn't think a reptile can do it. So what Dr. Sampson is, is suggesting, Noah, is dinosaurs had something in between those two. There's no way a giant dinosaur, there's no way a giant dinosaur could um, stand out in the sun to warm its body. It would take forever to warm its entire body. So some people believe the food they ate kept them warm. Now, in the case of Spinosaurus, I believe that sail on its back helped it warm up its body by capturing the rays of the sun. Doesn't mean that that was the only way it can warm up. But I believe that another proposal, Noah, was something called gigantothermy, which is sort of like mesothermy. It is their sheer body size produced heat enough to keep them warm when the weather was cold. So, yeah, I think that's certainly possible. And that may be why they became extinct. Because they weren't warm-blooded and they weren't cold-blooded. Maybe they were in between. And maybe when the asteroid struck the Earth and caused the extinction, maybe for some reason, that's why they didn't make it. Birds were warm-blooded. Reptiles were cold-blooded. They made it. But why didn't the, the terrestrial dinosaurs? I don't know. That's actually a very, very good question. And that's a great point. All right. One of the benefits, if you join the Patreon Club and you become a T-Rex member, We randomly select names for people to have the opportunity to be interviewed. So now, here's an interview with one of our Patreon T-Rex members. How would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. Become a Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus club member. 
All right, I am with my little friend Jameson, who is a T-Rex member. Jameson, how are you doing, buddy? Great. Now, where where do you live, Jameson? Oh, in Lowman, Santa Cruz, California. Nice. Very cool. And how old are you? Nine. Nine years old. That is awesome. Are you enjoying your summer? What what have you done that's been fun this summer? Oh, today we just went to the beach. Nice. Very nice. Now, is the water super cold where you live at the beach? Well, kind of because we because the the biggest ocean in the world is just beating on us. That's exactly right. So the water I was actually I was actually in my old my house, my old house in Aptos. Right. Well, that's cool. See, I live in Texas and the Gulf of Mexico gets very warm for us, but the water. Yeah, and, and there's like tornadoes. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's exactly right. We do get tornadoes. Now, not where I live so much, but farther up north, they get a lot of tornadoes. So let's talk about first your dinosaur, your favorite. If you if you have a favorite dinosaur of all, who is your favorite dinosaur? Ichthyovenator. Oh, why do you like why do you like Ichthyovenator? His spines snout. Nice. So who is Ichthyovenator related to? Do you know? Dinosaurus, Baryonyx, Sucumimus, and Ewotator. Nice. You know your dinosaurs. That's very exciting. I've so, been like studying it since I was like, I don't know, three. Wow. Wow. That's a long time to study. If you like dinosaurs, like, and I like dinosaurs like you, it doesn't matter how many years. If you like them, that's what you like. Yeah. So what do you think Ichthyov, what do you think Ichthyovenator ate? What kind of food do you think it eats? Fish. Fish. So you think. But it has snout like a crocodile. Yeah. And that snout is kind of cool, but you know yeah. that weird little hump at the end like on a crocodile i've always wondered why the spinosaurs have that little we call it a crook or a hook you know what i'm talking about right the little one at the end uh-huh. I, I think um i think i know because it's like 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 for catching fish like sink yeah yeah i agree i think you're right i think when that snapped that mouth shut a fish was not getting away. Do you think yeah. that they also? Do you think that they also ate things like turtles? Do you think they ate turtles as well? Yeah, yeah. And I think they ate like small, like baby dinosaurs. Oh yeah, very good point. Dinosaurs smaller than them. Yeah, and that's great. And that's a good point because as people started learning that Spinosaurus is a fish, they forgot. Listen, you're a carnivore. You're not going to yeah. spend your whole life eating one thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's very good. So do you like other kinds of animals? Now, other than dinosaurs, do you have an interest in other animals? Say animals that are alive today. Oh, I'm really into like crocodilians and stuff. Nice. nice. Be- because they're like because they like the spinosaurus. Right. That's a good point. That's a good Did you ever what do you have? Cookies. Oh nice. So you're not a spinosaurus. Oh my god, they just broke. You're not a spinosaurid, you're a cookiosaurid. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. <laughs> so with the with the crocodilians, did you know there was that many different kinds of alligators and crocodiles alive today? Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a bunch. I have like a, I can like have two books all about like like animals that are alive today. Oh, nice, nice. I got tons of stuff. I I even got di- I got a dictionary full like all the dinosaurs. Oh, that's cool. But but not all of them. I can't find Ithiopanator in it. Well, sometimes either when they write the book, they didn't know it existed. Uh, yeah. One of the things. Uh, or they or they didn't know what Ithio Ithiopanator is. Yeah. One of the things that always bothered me about people that write dinosaur books. Some people that write dinosaur books don't know anything about dinosaurs. They just copy things they see from other books. And they put it in their own books and change the words. But, but, but this book is way different. It has facts. It has, like, the size. It has where they live. It's, like, right. has right. practically everything. Yeah. Cookie. Yeah. From that's, the Delta in. Oh, nice. Yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a pretty good book. Um, but you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. when the book was written, the author didn't even know Ichthyovenator even existed. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. So you like modern animals. Now, what about some of the prehistoric crocodiles like Dinosuchus and Sarcosuchus, Phobosuchus? Do you find them interesting as well? Yeah, I only heard of Dinosuchus at first. Then then when I found you, you taught me way more about dinosaurs. Oh, cool. Yes. So you're kind of like my inspiration of dinosaurs. Well, that is a very very kind thing to say. That's a very nice thing to say. And I'm glad. I'm glad that you've been inspired to learn more. Yeah, the giant. You know, Go ahead. The, the newest island in in the Hawaiian Islands is actually the big one. Right. That's very. How did you know that? Oh, my my stepdad's mom lives there, and with her other wife, with right. her other man. Right. I I actually been to Pearl Harbor there. You know, I've never been to Hawaii. Did you like it? Yeah. I went on the USS Missouri. Oh, wow. I love... It was amazing. Yeah. I love World War II ships. Me, ha- me too. Yeah, I love them. The battleship... Actually, my, actually, I like dinosaurs in World War II. Maybe, like, maybe if... Maybe... Um, if they brought dinosaurs back to life, they could win their own like battleship. <laughs> or we could use a battleship to defend us from them. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine a Tyrannosaurus Rex coming up against a battleship? Ooh, that'd be a good yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like shells firing right at it, machine guns, anti-aircraft guns. Right, and all the T Rex oh. has is his little horns. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> oh. In the air, tails were swooping down, shooting them with anti-aircraft guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never been to Hawaii. Ooh, I've got a hard question for you. How come they don't find dinosaur bones in Hawaii? Because the islands are new. Nice, at a boy. That's right. The islands were were made after the but, age of dinosaur. Uh huh. And also, Abraham Lincoln was the tallest president. How did you know that? Are you counting his hat? <laughs> no, it just a it just I have um like tons of books. I I actually have a book on World War II aircraft. Oh wow! Now I like the P fifty one Mustang as my favorite aircraft. What is yours? My my dad likes it too. Yeah, love the Mustang. 
stop that. <laughs> I'm just talking to my stepdad. That's okay. Yeah, I like the I like the Mustang. Uh, what about the the Thunderbolt? The Thunderbolt's a pretty cool plane. Um, what else? Hey, there's stormtroopers right behind you. There's a stormtrooper behind. How did a stormtrooper get in my building? <laughs> I don't know a lot about um Star Wars. Oh, so you my like fa- Star Wars? Yeah. My favorite weapon in there are like the blasters and the lightsabers. Like the yeah. lightsabers are my favorite thing. Like a sword, but the blade is made out pure energy. Right. Who is your favorite Star Wars character of all? Who's your favorite of all? Oh, it's very hard. Probably like like an Ewok or something. Nice. Nice. My favorite was Darth Vader. It's always, He's always been my favorite. I like Darth Vader. Did you know before he came Darth Vader, he was Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, he was for nice. the Republic? Yeah, he was, a, he was on the good side of the... the the good okay. side of the force, and he was a Jedi. Yeah, and his um, and his master was originally Qui-Gon Jim. He died from Darth Maul, and then Obi Wan Kenobi came along. Like. Right, that's right. Yeah, I love the Star Wars movies. I like them a lot. Did you see the one? Did you see the the latest one where uh, Baby Rogu is saved by Luke Skywalker? Have you seen that one? Oh. Oh, oh, you mean the Mandalorian? You mean the Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's my favorite character. Yeah, he's he's cool. so fast. He also <laughs> eats frogs. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. So let's talk about. Oh, Darth Vader's right behind you. If, he, if Darth Vader was behind me, I would be screaming <laughs> and running. No, you know what I'd do? I'd be like, Mr. Vader, could I have your autograph, please? And he'd be like, <laughs> What about the stink bomb? I'd give him the stink bomb. He'd be like, that means nothing to me. Uh, I'm in big trouble, baby. My stink bombs aren't working against Darth Vader. <laughs> I can do uh, I can do army fart. Hey, that's good. Sorry, that was very good. I heard it. That's actually a good thing. Okay, so I want to talk about prehistoric animals, not dinosaurs. We know your favorite. What about the prehistoric animals? Who are your favorite prehistoric animals? I, I like the Dimetrodon. Nice. Why do you like that guy? Oh, the sail. Yeah. I guess, I guess it spent most of its time in the water because the sail like Spinosaurus. Well, and you know, he doesn't have the long crocodilian snout, but he has the hook. He has the hook. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? So mm-hmm. I, I wonder if Dimetrodon is related to Ichthyovenator. <laughs> or is it is it that sometimes different animals can be similar, right? They can be similar to each other, right? Like T Waxinalosaurus. There you go. They're not closely related, but they're still related and they look very uh-huh. similar as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most thing that, that I think the similar with is like the heads, though. Big. Yeah. 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 All of the big carnivores like Allosaurus. Yeah, they have that big, heavy dude. That's because they use their head as their main mostly. weapon for catching food, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they use their own, but mostly the tarantulas, they just leave their arms behind. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't need them. 
But there's a lot of animals that hunt without arms. They don't use their arms. Like lions, lions. cheetahs, cats. Dogs. Uh, and but, but they still have their arms for like walking because they're quadrupeds. Right. That's very good. Good use of words. Nicely done. Nicely done. Let me ask you, do you like raptors at all? Oh, my favorite one's Utah. Oh. What a brute. What a beast a he was. Big, big. Yeah. Eating dinosaur droids. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> not eating di- I don't want these eating me. <laughs> hey, you said you had a couple of who would wins. Let's do them. Oh, my first one um, is actually is actually a a good one. All right. It's it's a battleship versus a megalodon. Ooh. One of the problems the battleship is going to have is the battleship's weapons are designed for being above the water, right? It has torpedo launches, torpedoes. Then that would help a bunch. That would help a lot. You'd got to wonder if, if megalodon would be able to sense the torpedo coming and move. Could it hear it coming and move? I don't know. I don't know. That's a big target, though. But Megalodon would be able to turn so fast. I don't know how the battleship would ever be able to line up and get a shot at it. Or it could be like a U-boat or something, some marine. Yeah. That will be good. I wonder if a Megalodon would try to eat a submarine. Oh, yeah, it would. Like, <laughs> chomp, chomp. I just saw it in, in Dino Dana. A megalodon ate the submarine. Oh, gross. What a way Disgusting. to go. What a way yeah. to go. Eaten by a giant yeah. shark. <laughs> All right. So do you um, have another who would win? That was a good one, actually. That was a cool, that was a cool one. Uh-huh. It, 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 it's actually on land this time. Oh, all right. What is it? Um, Protoceratops versus Velociraptor. Wow, now that's a fight that actually took place, right? We know that one took place. Yeah, 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 because they live in the same place, China, Mongolia. Was, but, but the problem with, with, with Velociraptor, it's too big. Like, Protoceratops is small, like small. Yeah, well, Protoceratops doesn't have horns, but he doesn't need them because that beak is incredibly sharp. <laughs> yeah. You oh, got and that it one. also has that frill around it. So, right. so like this. <clears throat> that's right. It could use, that's exactly right. It could use the frill. It could use its jaws. It had weapons. It had to have weapons because if it doesn't yeah. have weapons, everything's going to eat it. <clears throat> yeah. I would say if the Velociraptor was by itself, I think Protoceratops could win the fight. It's a pack of Velociraptors and yeah. a herd of Proto Ooh. Ooh. I wonder if a herd of Protos banded together okay, to defend themselves. I bet they yeah. did. I bet they did. I don't know if Velociraptors would want to mess with the whole herd unless they could, like, rush in and get them to run away and then they could pick one of them. But if they stuck like, together. Like the babies. Yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly right. Man, those are good who would win. Those are excellent who would wins. You got some good ones, man. You got some good ones. I'm pretty impressed. All right. Uh, let's see. What about have you ever found a fossil before? No, but I found 
plenty of dead animal bones. Oh, that's how I got started. I got started you by... You see some right here. Oh, yeah. I see deer antlers. Oh, that's very cool. Those yeah. are cool. Those are those are nice antlers. I like deer a lot. My, my mom likes collecting deer antlers. Yeah. A lot of people like them. They're interesting. I think deer antlers look really cool. We, we actually have a... Um, like a deal deal scroll. It, it's in the. It, it's right above the fireplace. Ah, I see it. Hey, that looks like a pretty big one. That's pretty. We cool. also have like like dead um heads of deer. Like yeah, ugh, gross. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool though. I when I was your age, I collected uh, bones too. I thought they were amazing, and it was hard sometimes to guess what they were. Like, is it a raccoon? Is it a cat? Is it a dinosaur George? Is it dinosaur George? Is it? Wait a minute. <laughs> now, wait just one minute. Let's go back and try that again. Is it a raccoon? Is it a fox? Is it a cat? Is it dinosaur George? Is it? You stinking kid. You made me talk about my own bones. <laughs> that was pretty tricky. That was pretty sneaky, kid. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of weapons. I have a bow and arrow. My newest is like a slingshot. Oh, I nice. Have a B, I also have a BB gun. That's, I had one too when I was young. Have you gotten pretty good with your slingshot yet? They can be hard to shoot, right? I, I just got it today. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> It's from my mother's trip to Montana because they have to go to a concert. Ugh. Oh, nice. Who did they go see? Do you know? Oh, well, they used to be our neighbors and also their band. Ah. Oh, my. What is it called? What's the band that you went to? The band you went to? Yeah, the. the, the yeah. Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. Oh, wow. Dwight Yoakam. I met Dwight Yoakam. I used to be in the Western wear business. I sold hats and boots, and I met Dwight Yoakam. He was the nicest man you'll ever want to meet. That's cool. I'm glad your mom is a fan of Dwight Yoakam. What a, what a cool thing. I've met him two times, and both times he was as nice as he could be. That's cool. So if you the animals too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got a lot of chickens, two goats, some ducks, two dogs, three cats. Nice. And a two bunnies, and we got a whole bunch of rats that are not ours. Right. Oh, and we also had two frogs too. Oh, I love frogs. I, I named one Comet. Nice. Nice. That's very cool. Hi ho. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Kermit. I have. Oh. 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 This, oh. The Swedish chef is right behind you. Oh, now I love the sweet. Bork, 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 bork. I love the Swedish chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He calls it like a gun, a boom, boom, and it's like a musket. That's right. Boom. I like Gonzo. Oh. Gonzo was my favorite Muppet. Hi, Kermit. Hey, Kermit. <laughs> Oh, oh, come at, come at, like, Miss Piggy loves Comet. Like, she loves him. Like, Wally and the Piggy. 
Yep. They're two different kinds of animals. <laughs> They're in two families. That's right. Amphibians and mammals. Yeah, she wants to marry I don't Kermit. Know what Gonzo is. Like, Nobody knows what Gonzo is. All I know is a- he, he loves chickens. And now my chickens will shoot a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh. And also, um, I, uh, I, I have, I have two. I have one brother that is six and a stepbrother that is oh my five, and my big sister is like twenty one. Oh wow! So are you in the middle of the family? Or are you the youngest in the family? I'm in the I'm I'm kind of older, right. young, older, like right. in between. Right, right, yeah. My mom, my mom's like forty. Wow, she'll be so happy you said that. On a podcast that will be heard all over the world. <laughs> I also like I I also like reading tons of books. Like I can show you my Dino Dictionary book. Hold there. I'll hold right here while you run and get your Dino Dictionary book oh, for everybody out there. Jameson is going to grab his Dinosaur Dictionary book and show it to me. For all of you, I hope you like reading as much as Jameson does because. <laughs> Reading is well, very important. I can't important. find the book, but I got this one. It's called Uncover Prehistoric Word of Dinosaurs. Ooh, dun, I like dun, that. Dun. I am so glad that you like to read, Jameson, because you, you'll remember more things if you read oh, than just, if you watch I a book. On, I also have a National Geographic book. Well, that's and a the good page, one. And the page that I just went on is Spinosaurus. Nice. Nice. It was meant to be. That's your favorite family of dinosaurs and, and also um it just the the only bump the first bones that was found just blowed up correct do you remember how they got blowed up in world war Two. correct in world war Two, a bomb was dropped on the museum in berlin and it blew the bones up have a dinosaur and other mesozoic reptiles of California. Ooh, that's a good book. Good. Yeah. All the things that are from this state. Oh yeah, there's a bunch. But California is a big state like Texas, and so we have more things. So California has tons of fossils, mammals, sharks, dinosaurs. Who? Sucumimus. Like Sucumimus. That's a big crocodile. And a big humpful like the sail. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Do you, know, do you know who's my favorite paleontologist? Who? You right there and Dr. Paul Serino. He uncovered Sucumimus. I like Paul Serino a lot. He's yeah. done so much for science. He's such a smart guy. Yeah, he yeah, found... Yeah, he's also on his own um, like movie show on... On Disney Plus. Oh, nice! It's called nice. Bizarre Dinosaurs. Oh, that's cool. Now, the first like dinosaur on there is Spinosaurus. Love him. Love him. Oh, and 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 also, um, he covered a strange dinosaur in Nigeria. It's like it's a long neck, but but it has a mouth like uh, a touch of a. Vacuum he looks like a vacuum cleaner. That's Nigerosaurus. Yeah, he's got that and it's tiny, oh, oh, tiny it's right little here. teeth. I just found it right here. Which one did you find? Nigerosaurus. Oh, there it is, Nigerosaurus. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Jameson, Jameson. I said Jameson again. Jameson. Yeah, yeah, Jameson. That's right. I am so glad 
that your name came up on the interview wheel. Were you excited it's when you found out? It's my first time. That's right. So I'm. Mm-hmm. Were you Were you excited when you saw your name come up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I accidentally missed it. Right, but you could, you yeah, can but, watch but, the but video. But we watched it right. again, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> That's so cool. Well, this podcast is heard around the world now. Is there anything you would like to say to all of the people listening? Peace. Be, be respectful. Be safe, and have fun. And also. If you like World War II, don't forget Hitler. Okay. Yeah, That's oh, that. absolutely. Yeah, he is the reason why World War II happened. Well, Jameson, mm-hmm. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. I love World War II history as well. I love dinosaurs. And, of course, Ichthyovenator is one of the coolest dinosaurs that ever lived. But Darth Vader was better. Jameson. Oh, 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 look, Kyle wins. And Darth Vader's behind you. Uh, isn't Kylo Ren? Isn't a Ren a bird? Is his name Kylo Bird? <laughs> no, no, his name's Kylo Wen. Run! It's Kylo Chicken. Run for your life, Chicken. Where's Kylo Chicken? Gonzo loves Kylo Chicken. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a great day. Thank you for doing this. Thank, thank, Thanks. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll see Bye. you soon. All right, my friends. That is it for today's podcast. Remember, great news, now 101,000 listeners and 106 countries across the world. Our podcast is growing like crazy, and that's because of you. Thank you for telling your family and friends about it. Thank you for sharing the podcast. I promise I'll get some new ones out quicker instead of taking so long. Thank you all for your patience. I know you'd like to hear more of them quicker. Remember, in uh, September, I will be speaking at Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey, but I will give you more details about that. I hope you like learning about Deinonychus, because it was the dinosaur that changed it all. Deinonychus is amazing. Until next time, my friends, be polite, use good manners, and practice your reading. If you have trouble reading, it's okay. But just practice. Just practice. And make sure and tell your mommy and daddy that you love them. Always tell moms and dads you love them. And remember, if a dinosaur ever tries to eat you, always trip your dad and run like crazy! See you, everybody. Take care, my little friends, and I'll see you all soon. to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.